Bismillah, salatu wassalamu ala rasulillah, nabina muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa min walah. Inna alhamdulillah, nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'gfiruh. Wa na'udhu billahi min shurur anfusina wa min sayyat a'malina. Man yahdihillahu fahuwa al-muhtad. Wa man yudlil falahadiya lah. Wa ashadu an la ilaha illa Allah, wahdahu la sharika lah. وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما إن شاء الله بإذن الله we are continuing with شرح العقيدة الواسطية an explanation of العقيدة الواسطية by شيخ الإسلام ابن تيمية رحمه الله قال الشيخ رحمه الله ذكر رضا الله وغضبه وصخطه وكراهيته وأنه متصف بذلك وقوله تعالى رضي الله عنهم ورضوا عنه وقوله ومن يقتل مؤمنا متعمدا فجزاؤه جهنم خالدا فيها وغضب الله عليه ولعنه وقوله تعالى ذلك بأنهم اتبعوا ما أسخط الله وكرهوا رضوانه وقوله فلما آسفونا انتقمنا منهم وقوله ولكن كره الله بعاثهم فثبطهم وقوله كبر مقتا عند الله أن تقول ما لا تفعلون The mention of the pleasure, anger, wrath and dislike of Allah and that he is characterized by them and he's saying Allah is pleased with them and they are pleased with him in Surah Al-Ma'idah ayah 119 and he's saying and whoever kills a believer deliberately his reward is hell remaining in it timelessly forever and Allah is angry with him and has cursed him. In Surah An-Nisa, ayah number 93. And he's saying that is because they followed what angers Allah and hated what is pleasing to him. In Surah Muhammad, ayah number 28. And he's saying then when they had provoked our wrath, we took revenge on them. In Surah Al-Zukhruf, ayah number 55. And he's saying but Allah was adverse to their setting out and so he held them back. In Surah Al-Tawbah, ayah number 46. And he's saying it is deeply abhorrent to Allah that you should say what you do not do. In Surah Al-Saf, ayah number 3. ذِكْرُ رِضَ اللَّهِ وَغَضَبِهِ وَسَخَطِهِ وَكَرَاهِيَّتِهِ وَأَنَّهُ مُتَّصِفٌ بِذَلِكِ The mention of the pleasure, anger, wrath and dislike of Allah and that he is characterized by them and are characterized by these attributes. So in this part of the Risala, the Shaykh Rahimahullah, he mentions the evidences again from the Qur'an which establish Allah's attributes of pleasure, his rida, and his ghadab. His ghadab is his anger. And also his attribute of sakhat, which is similar to his ghadab. In English they translate it as his wrath. And his dislike, his karahiyah. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala يعني يرضى ويغضب ويسخط ويكره سبحانه وتعالى And these attributes of Allah are related to his actions, to his af'al. For the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are either sifat ذاتيه او فعليه. They are attributes related to his essence or they are related to his actions سبحانه وتعالى. For all of these attributes are related to his actions سبحانه وتعالى. For he does them whenever he wills, subhanahu wa ta'ala, like all his actions. And however he wills, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does his actions, mata sha, whenever he wills, wa kayfa yasha, and however he wills, subhanahu wa ta'ala. For Ahl sunnah wal jama'ah, they affirm all of these attributes regarding Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is from our aqeedah as Ahl sunnah wal jama'ah, 
that we affirm these attributes like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has affirmed them for himself. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala affirmed them, we affirm them without falling into ta'atil, without falling into يعني, denial, or without tahrif, without distorting their meanings, and without takif, without asking how, and uh, at tamthil, without likening them to his creation. We establish them like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has established them. And these attributes, they befit his majesty subhanahu wa ta'ala. Taliqu bi jalalihi. وَقَوْلُهُ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُمْ وَرَضُوا عَنْهُ Allah is pleased with them and they are pleased with him in Surah Al-Ma'idah, Ayah 119. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُمْ Allah is pleased with them. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is described with the attribute of a rida, pleasure. رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُمْ Allah is pleased with them. For this is an attribute of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when he has rida, it is either the action which he is pleased with or it is either the person who is doing the action that he is pleased with for regarding the action Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says I, I am pleased with Islam as your religion for when we implement the teachings of Islam these are actions for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is pleased with Islam the actions of Islam and as for his pleasure with respect to the dua then this ayah is evidence of that yani the author rahimahullah he cites this ayah as an example of how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is pleased with the doer of the action. For the context of this ayah is talking about as-sadiqun, yani the truthfully sincere. And why is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala pleased with them? Because their acts of obedience to him are done sincerely and truthfully to him. And there is no elements of shirk in their worship. For his rida or his pleasure necessitates that he will reward them, as mentioned in the ayah. For as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, in fact, yani the rida of Allah is the greatest of things that a person can attain. For after Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he mentioned in Surah At-Tawbah, the reward that he has promised the believers. Then at the end he said, وَرِضْوَانٌ مِنَ اللَّهِ أَكْبَرٌ يعني, And Allah's pleasure, which is the greatest of all. Not the greatest, because to look at Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the greatest pleasure in Jannah. Whereas يعني, the rida of Allah in Jannah is one of the greatest things in Jannah that you can achieve. Because this rida, there is no anger after it. For in this dunya, you might earn the rida of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then you might do something which earns his anger. But in Jannah, the rida of Allah is permanent. He will never be angry with you again. Radiallahu anhum wa radu an. They are pleased with his recompense that he has given them. They are pleased with the Jannah that he has given them. And they are pleased to the extent that they think that no one has been granted anything better than what they have been granted in Jannah. For the person is pleased with what they have and what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given them in Jannah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from the people of Jannah. Ameen, Ya Rabbil Alameen. وَقَوْلُهُ تَعَالَى وَمَنْ يَقْتُلْ مُؤْمِنًا مُتَعَمِّدًا فَجَزَاهُ جَهَنَّمُ خَالِدًا فِيهَا وَغَضِبَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَلَعْنَهُ And he's saying, and whoever kills a believer deliberately, his reward is hell, remaining in it timelessly forever. And Allah is angry with him and has cursed him in Surah An-Nisa, ayah number 93. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, وَمَنْ يَقْتُلْ مُؤْمِنًا وَمَنْ يَقْتُلْ مُؤْمِنًا Whoever kills a believer, يعني a believer who believes in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and believes in the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. For the disbeliever is removed from this. If they kill a disbeliever, they are not threatened with this threat. However, a person has to be careful for... 
if a disbeliever is under a treaty, they are under the treaty of the Muslimin, there is a treaty between them, you cannot kill the other side, you cannot kill the disbelievers, for you will fall under a great sin if you do this. Or if they have a security pact with the Muslimin, then you cannot kill anyone from them. And if you do, you have fallen into a sin. However, you are not threatened with this threat. For this threat is reserved for the believer who is killed intentionally. وَمَنْ يَقْتُلْ مُؤْمِنًا مُتَعَمِّدًا مُتَعَمِّدًا Deliberately and intentionally. For this excludes the immature, يعني the young child, and the one who lacks sense, such as the majnoon, the insane, because they do not have any recognizable intention. They are excused in this regard. And it also excludes those who kill a believer mistakenly, khata'an. And if you go back to Surah An-Nisa, the ayah before this one, yani ayah number 92, all of that ayah talks about the rulings of the one who kills a believer mistakenly, not deliberately. What is their jaza'? فَجَزَاؤُهُ جَهَنَّمْ Their first jaza is Jahannam, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will put them in Jahannam, in the hellfire. فَجَزَاؤُهُ جَهَنَّمْ خَالِدًا فِيهَا خَالِدًا فِيهَا Remaining in it timelessly forever. So this might give the impression that this person who kills a believer is going to be forever in the hellfire. And we know that if he kills a believer, although it is a major sin, it is a great sin, that it does not remove them from the fold of Islam, therefore they are not deserving to be forever in the hellfire, because only the disbeliever is forever in the hellfire. فَخَالِدًا فِيهَا It means, yani the closest meaning is that خَالِدًا فِيهَا means that they will be in there for a very long time. For the Arabs would use the word خُلُود yani to mean a long stay. فَمَثَلًا they would say فُلَانٌ uh, Khalidun fil habsi that such and such a person is in prison forever and they have a life sentence essentially but that does not mean that they will be eternally in the prison one day they will die or maybe one day they will receive a pardon for the word khulud it doesn't mean eternally it means a very long time it can mean a very long time and this is what it means in this ayah khalidan fiha wa ghadib allahu alayhi and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is angry with him this is the point of relevance from the ayah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala يغضب عليه فالغضب is from the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it is an attribute which befits his majesty تليق بجلاله ولعنه and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has cursed him يعني Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has distanced him from his mercy this is what اللعن is الطرد من رحمة الله Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala casts him away from his mercy for if he did have mercy on him he would not put him in the hellfire but this goes to show the greatness of this sin for the ayah establishes the attributes of Allah al-Ghadab, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is angry, or he gets angry, and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala yal'an, he curses subhanahu wa ta'ala. And يعني, as the Shaykh ibn Uthaymeen, he said, the ayah is also a strong warning against killing or intentionally killing a believer. For a person has to be very careful in this regard. وَقَوْلُهُ تَعَالَى ذَلِكَ بِأَنَّهُمُ اتَّبَعُوا مَا أَسْخَطَ اللَّهَ وَكَرِهُ رِضْوَانَهُ that is because they followed what angers Allah and hated what is pleasing to him in Surah Muhammad, ayah number 28. For when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, ذَلِكَ For this is a continuation of the previous ayah in Surah Muhammad. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says in Surah Muhammad, ayah number 27, فَكَيْفَ إِذَا تَوَفَّتْهُمُ الْمَلَائِكَةُ يَضْرِبُونَ وُجُوهَهُمْ وَأَدْبَارَهُمْ ذَلِكَ بِأَنَّهُمُ اتَّبَعُوا مَا أَسْخَطَ اللَّهَ وَكَرِهُ رِضْوَانَهُ then how will it be when the angels will take their souls at death 
smiting or hitting their faces and their backs? Why did the angels at their time of death hit them on the faces and on their backs? Because they followed what angers Allah and they hated and disliked what pleases Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For this is ihana. At the time of their death, when the person is at their weakest, they are being belittled by the angels. The angels are hitting them on their faces and on their backs. They follow what angers Allah. Everything which Allah hates and everything which makes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala angry, they follow it. Whether it is a qawl or a fi'l or a i'tiqad, whether it is a statement which angers Allah, or whether it is an action which angers Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, or whether it is a belief, a i'tiqad, which angers Allah. They followed all of this. For Ibn Uthaymin rahimahullah, he mentions يعني, that the attribute of a sakhat, yes, Allah. For he said a sakhat is very similar to al-ghadab. But he stopped there and he didn't say what the difference was. وَكَرِهُ رِضْوَانَهُ Yes, ذَلِكَ بِأَنَّهُمْ اتَّبَعُوا مَا أَسْخَطَ اللَّهُ وَكَرِهُ رِضْوَانَهُ And they hated what is pleasing to him. And we know from the previous ayah that what pleases Allah are actions and the doers of the action. For they hated the actions which Allah loves and they hated the people which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves. Nasallallahu alayhi wa sallam For the result of this was an awful ending whereby at the time of their death, the angels will beat them on their face and on their back. For this ayah establishes the attributes of Allah, sakhat. In English they say his wrath and al-rida, his pleasure subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَقَوْلُهُ فَلَمَّا آسَفُونَ انْتَقَمْنَا مِنْهُمْ Then when they had provoked our wrath, we took revenge on them. In Surah Al-Zukhruf, ayah number 55. For the context of this ayat in Surah Al-Zukhruf is talking about Fir'aun and his people. For when they angered Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and earned his wrath with their obstinate disbelief, how they disbelieved when the ayat came to them from Musa alayhi salam. The great ayat that came from Musa alayhi salam, yet they still disbelieved. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala became angry with them. What was the result of his anger? فَلَمَّا آسَفُونَ تَقَمْنَا مِنْهُمْ We took revenge on them. For this is a refutation against the Asha'ira and anyone like them who has this same belief. For the Asha'ira, what did they say? They interpreted Allah's anger to mean his vengeance. For this ayah refutes them. How does it refute them? Because his ghadab and his intiqam are mentioned in the same context of the ayah. فَلَمَّا آسَفُونَ إِنْتَقَمْنَا مِنْهُمْ as a result of Allah's anger, that's when he took vengeance on them. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's anger is one thing and his vengeance is another thing. For this ayah refutes the Asha'ir and those like them. For Allah's vengeance is the result of his anger, just as reward is the result of his pleasure. And as the Shaykh ibn Uthaymin, he said the word asaf, it can mean both sorrow or anger. For in the context of this ayah, it definitely means anger. For it is not befitting that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be characterized with sorrow and remorse. This is not an attribute which is befitting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's majesty. For this ayah establishes the attributes of Allah al-ghadab, his anger. فَلَمَّا آسَفُونَ آسَفُونَ means his anger. And al-intiqam, revenge or vengeance. These are attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَقَوْلُهُ تَعَالَى وَلَكِنْ كَرِهَ اللَّهُمْ بِعَاثَهُمْ فَثَبَّطَهُمْ but Allah was adverse to their setting out, and so he held them back. In Surah At-Tawbah, ayah number 46. But this ayah is referring to the munafiqun, referring to the hypocrites. That when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala legislated jihad, 
and he mandated upon them, they stayed back. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was adverse to their setting out. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not like them going out. Yes, because their going out was not done sincerely for his sake. And also as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also said in Surah At-Tawbah, he said, he told us of their condition, if they were to go out, what would have happened? He said, subhanahu wa ta'ala, لَوْ خَرَجُوا فِيكُمْ مَا زَادُوكُمْ إِلَّا خَبَالًا If they had gone forth with you, they would have only increased you in disorder. وَلَأَوْضَعُوا خِلَالَكُمْ يَبْغُونَكُمُ الْفِتْنَةِ And they would have been active amongst you, seeking to cause fitna and discord. For their coming out with the believers would have only increased them in confusion and fitna. For this is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala thabbatahum. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَكِنْ كَرِهَ اللَّهُمْ بِعَاثَهُمْ Allah was adverse to their setting out. فَثَبَّطَهُمْ And so he held them back. He made them hold back from going out in jihad with the believers by making their ambition weak. Yes, when your ambition is weak to do something, you do not do it. And he didn't put the ta'zim of this ibadah in their hearts. For when you see something great, especially an act of worship, you are, subhanAllah, very ambitious to do it. For Allah weakened their ambition. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala weakened their ambition. And this weakening of their ambition, he did this kawnan. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decreed this universally. But still, he ordered them to go out shar'an. This was still part of his legislation, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he gave them the ability to go out. But he held them back because he knew that this would weaken the believers. For this ayah establishes that Allah yakrah, he dislikes. وَلَكِنْ كَرِهَ اللَّهُمْ بِعَاثَهُمْ Allah dislikes their setting out. He was adverse to their setting out. وَقَوْلُهُ تَعَالَى كَبُرَ مَقْتًا عِنْدَ اللَّهِ أَنْ تَقُولُوا مَا لَا تَفْعَلُونَ It is deeply abhorrent to Allah that you should say what you do not do. In Surah Al-Saf, ayah number 3. كَبُرَ مَقْتًا عِنْدَ اللَّهِ أَنْ تَقُولُوا مَا لَا تَفْعَلُونَ فَكَبُرَ مَقْتًا يعني deeply abhorrent to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala meaning it is tremendously hateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala فَالْمَقْتْ is أَشَدُّ الْبُغْضِ الْبُغْضِ is to hate something فَالْمَقْتْ is even higher than this is a very strong form of hate for this is an attribute of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in a manner which is befitting his his majesty subhanahu wa ta'ala كَبُرَ مَقْتًا عِنْدَ اللَّهِ What does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tremendously hate and have maqt towards? أَن تَقُولُوا مَا لَا تَفْعَلُونَ That you should say what you do not do. فَأَزْ الشَّيْخِ الْفَوْزَانِ He said it was narrated that this ayah was revealed. يعني the سبب النزول The reason of revelation of this ayah يعني was a group of the believers who desired that an order be given to fight in jihad. يعني this was before its obligation. They said, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends down the ayat of jihad, we will, we will be eager to implement it. For when the order came down, when the order of jihad came down, some of the believers disliked it. And they found it very difficult for this ayah was revealed in this regard. Why do you say that which you do not do? Why did you say you wanted jihad but then you are not doing it essentially? For a person has to be very careful in this regard. This ayah is very is very very hard subhanallah kabura maqtan indallahi an taqulu ma la taf'alun so this ayah establishes allah's attributes of maqt and we said al-maqt is strong hatred and dislike for there is karahiya and there is maqt as well these are both attributes of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that it varies in degree 
Allah's maqt varies in degree. How do we know this? He said, Kabura. Kabura maqtan indallah. For there is maqt which could be very strong and there may be a maqt which is lower in degree. For Allah's maqt varies in degree. And the ayah is also a strong warning against saying something which you do not do. A very strong warning. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep us steadfast. Ameen ya rabbil alameen. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika ashadu an la ilaha illa anta astaghfiru wa atubu alaykum wa jazakumullah khair.